Hour, and you are listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, January 25th, 2024. I'm Catherine Rose with Raven News. The Sitka School Board has chosen a new superintendent. In an executive session on Saturday, the board selected Dr. Deidre Jensen as the sole finalist from a group of nine applicants. Jensen was hired on as the district's assistant superintendent last year to work alongside interim superintendent Steve Bradshaw. Bradshaw came out of retirement to fill the role in early 2023 after Frank Hauser resigned to take a job with the Juneau School District. Jensen filled in for Bradshaw in the superintendent role last fall while he was on medical leave. A letter from the school board president, Tristan Gavon, says that of the nine applicants, Jensen was, quote, clearly the most qualified and well-suited to the position. He said that Sitka is fortunate to have Jensen as a leader in the coming years. Before Jensen came to Sitka, she was a principal and interim superintendent in the Southeast Island School District. She's also worked in education in Deering, Wrangell, and Kenai. She earned her doctorate of education from Gonzaga University of Leadership Studies. The names of the other eight applicants were not released to the public. The school board plans to make an official offer to Jensen and negotiate her contract at a special meeting tonight. With two record-breaking summer cruise seasons under the city's belt and a third on the way, Sitkins are reflecting on how the community is responding to growth in the tourism sector. And now, the Sitka Assembly is asking whether it should change the scope of the city's visitor services program to focus on something other than bringing more visitors to town. The City of Sitka contracts out its Visitor Services Program to the Sitka Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber provides those services through a nonprofit called Visit Sitka. Its goal is to increase the level of visitor traffic to enhance and maintain local tourism business. The City typically pays the Chamber around half a million dollars a year for those services. While the Assembly recently approved funding for Visit Sitka through the end of 2024, Assemblymember J.J. Carlson said now is the time to consider whether the current contract dedicated to attracting more visitors is the best use of resources in the midst of unprecedented growth in the tourism industry. The hope for this discussion this evening is to just um, look at if this contract is helping us today. It was drafted over five years ago. Um, Things have changed in that amount of time. And if we do think we want to move towards a different phrasing in the contract, um, how do we do that, you know, starting January 2025? Assemblymember Tor Christensen said the organization is spending too much time focusing on cruise tourists over independent travelers, who typically spend more time and money in Sitka than the average cruise tourist. And Christensen said even the independent traveler numbers were pushing the limits of what Sitka's facilities can handle. Way back when we had the Convention and Business Bureau, we didn't have the level of independent travelers we do now. I mean, you could get a hotel room in July. (laughs) You can't get a hotel room in July right now or a short-term rental or anything like that. So the question starts to ask is, is it really something we want to continue putting resources into when we're already at capacity? Or is it, you know, do we want to refocus on more convention and visitor conventions and other visitors in the fall or in the spring. Assemblymember Tim Pike said with the current levels of cruise traffic, it was impossible for whoever provides tourist services not to focus on cruise passengers. But he agreed that the contract needed to be re-examined. I mean, I think we as the Assembly, even last time, 
as I think I alluded to before, said we really want to focus on the independent traveler and we really want this money to go toward that because again, it's coming from a bed tax. But uh, when on the day when, you know, 500 people show up at the door and say, oh, by the way, what do I do? It's like, sorry, can't help you. Independent travelers, I mean, we're not going to go there. So I support this conversation. I think it is part of a bigger conversation than figuring out how we're going to deal with both of those situations. And while Mayor Steven Eisenbeis said he didn't want to cut down on marketing to independent travelers, he agreed with other assembly members that the scope of the contract needed some realigning. Uh, things have changed pretty drastically for our community in a very short period of time. I want to make sure that everyone is firing on all cylinders to get us forward to the ultimate goal, uh, whatever that ultimate goal um, is decided to be. Uh, just want to make sure that we're we're all pulling together in, in one same direction and that all the needs are being met of this um, not insignificant amount of money that's expended every year. The discussion was just the beginning of unpacking what the Sitka Assembly wants from its visitor services program. Mayor Eisenbeis said he would work with the city clerk to schedule a special work session for assembly members to dig further into the contract with the Sitka Chamber of Commerce sometime in February. At least one warehouse roof and two residential porches collapsed under the weight of snow in Juneau as of Wednesday morning. No one was injured in any of the incidents, but at least one family was temporarily trapped in their home. National Weather Service meteorologist Rick Frisch says more than 60 inches of snow fell in Juneau during winter storms last week and this week. Which is a tie for second place for the snowiest January on record. All that wet snow is very heavy. According to the Weather Service, the snow in Juneau right now would exert about 30 pounds of pressure per square foot on a flat roof, and a little less than that on a pitched roof. Modern city building code requires that roofs are built to withstand more than that, but older buildings or poorly maintained structures are at risk of cave-ins. And according to Frisch, warming, warming temperatures and rain over the next few days could increase that risk. Snow is essentially a gigantic sponge. And when it rains on the snow, uh, there's a certain amount of the water in the form of rain that's going to be trapped by the snow. So the snow loads could get heavier, and the waterlogged snow will be harder to move. The heavy snow also has the potential to sink boats. According to City Harbor Master Matthew Creswell, a total of eight boats have sunk over the course of the two January storms. At least five sank in a 24-hour period this week. And we really, really, really need our vessel owners or boat watches to come down and shovel these vessels because right now the Coast Guard is overloaded with these eight sunken vessels. All of our local marine salvage companies are overloaded. The forecast predicts a wintry mix of snow and freezing rain with a transition to heavier rain as temperatures warm later in the week. The first annual Elizabeth Paratrovich Women's High School Basketball Invitational was held in Juneau this past weekend. KTOO's Clarice Larson stopped by to watch the championship games and learn more about how the Hlinkett Civil Rights Trailblazer continues to inspire young women today. The stands at Thunder Mountain High School's gym were filled as the Skagway Panthers and Huna Braves girls varsity basketball teams faced off on the court Saturday afternoon. The teams were battling to see who would be crowned the first ever champions of the Elizabeth Paratrovich Inventational in Juneau. 
Ultimately, it was the Panthers who took home the win. Thunder Mountain girls varsity basketball coach and event organizer Andy Lee says the tournament is meant to showcase the deep pool of talented female athletes in Alaska and to honor Alaska Native culture in Juneau. I've always thought Elizabeth Pratchett, hearing the stories about her and her impact on the civil rights movement and the legislation that she's impacted and the people she's influenced that I know. Um, and I thought, what a great role model. Paratrovich's activism was a driving force behind the Alaska legislature's passage of the Anti-Discrimination Act of 1945. The bill was signed nearly two decades before the Federal Civil Rights Act. Lee says it was only right to choose one of the most influential women in Alaska's history as the tournament's namesake. He says it was important to him to choose someone for the girls who can inspire them. Kedri Hartman, a senior on the Thunder Mountain girls team, says she really enjoyed the tournament and having the teams come to play on her home court. I really like like helping build up the community, and so, and Native culture is definitely a big part of Juno, and so I like being able to support that. The tournament's main sponsor was the Central Council of Clinkett and Haida Indian Tribes of Alaska. Clinkett and Haida President Richard Peterson was in the stands to watch the championship game. He says the tournament is special because it lifts up young women in the sport and honors basketball's deep roots in Alaska Native culture. I think it's just exciting to um, see young ladies given the, the stage, center stage. Um, you know, and to do it in honor of Elizabeth Pradovich is just a, makes all the more sense and, and makes it something to be excited about. Lee says he hopes the tournament will become a tradition for the young high school. I want things to live on beyond the people that are here and the message, and I want it to resonate in the young women that play. I hope there's a 50th annual. He says plans are already underway to expand the reach of next year's tournament. In Juneau, I'm Clarice Larson. Now for a quick look at some things happening in and around Sitka this week. Sitka's Tourism Task Force meets at 6 p.m. tonight at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Sitka Babies and Books and Sitka Public Library invite families to Trees, Furs, and Smoky Bear, a program led by T.J. Witherspoon that's 10.30 on Saturday at the library. And friends of Brownie Thompson are invited to wish her well that's noon to 1 on Saturday, January 27th at Halibut Point Recreation Area's main shelter. I'm Katherine Rose, and this has been Raven News.